In Come Along With Me, Shirley Jackson writes, Most people have never seen a ghost and never want or expect to, but almost everyone will admit that they sometimes have a sneaking feeling that they just possibly could meet a ghost if they weren't careful. If they were to turn a corner too suddenly, perhaps, or open their eyes too soon when they wake up at night, or go into a dark room without hesitating first. This is Gothic. Hello there, Sojourners. Welcome to Gothic. I'm your host, C. Patrick, and here in Season 1, our players play characters within the tropes of Gothic literature and cinema. They'll brood, they'll run randomly across the moors, and they'll almost certainly bleed as they try and unravel the mysteries not only of the 18th century crumbling ruins they inhabit, but also those of a contemporary now. Join us, won't you? Also, hey, if you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. Um, we have our players all gathered tonight. Um, we have myself, I'm Patrick, and, uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Nathan? Uh, howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh, my name is Nathan. I am, uh, completely new to this system and extremely looking forward to this evening's recording. Um, uh, yeah, excited to be here and hope to, uh, watch my character die horribly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent, because that's what I had planned for you. <laughs> Perfect. Sharon, say hi. Hi. Hello, hello. My name is Sharon. I have played Monster of the Week precisely once. So <laughs> I'm I'm very skilled and excited. Yeah. And Jesse, say hello. Hello, I'm Jesse, and I have a small bit of uh, experience with Monster of the Week, at least a few episodes, and I'm just looking forward to this uh, new adventure. All right. And like you may have gathered from um, that, uh, we are playing a game called Monster of the Week. It is produced by Evil Hat, and it is a collaborative storytelling game. It's very dice light, but there is dice rolling. And essentially, the uh, players are also creators of the game. Uh, They're going to be answering questions that I give them. And their answers to those questions are going to guide kind of where the story goes, which is really unfortunate because I have this plan for how the story is supposed to go, and I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's not going to go anywhere near there. Pretty soon we'll be on the moon battling moon Nazis, and I'll be like, what? I call this thing gothic. How can this be? Moon Gothic. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. We, Let's do this. We have a <laughs> website. Lunar, lunar adventure. <laughs> How am I supposed to change the name? <laughs> as far as the rules go, players will be using two six-sided dice. Uh, they roll those, and they will either get full successes, or they'll get mixed successes, which are a little bit more interesting. And I'm going to take a cue from one of my favorite actual play podcasts, uh, The Crit Show, and be giving them some um, options to choose from when they have a mixed success. Oh, I love the mm. options. How generous. Yeah, options are options are good because it makes you have to decide stuff. And then there's also, if you roll a six or less uh, with your bonuses, it's a failure. But it's not really a failure. You could still succeed at whatever it is you are doing. 
But bad things are gonna happen. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. We are playing in the realm of gothic literature. Gothic literature is marked by being extremely atmospheric. There's mm. thunder. There's lightning. Crash. <laughs> I, maybe I'll put in sound effects. <laughs> I don't Fancy, know. man. Now we're high budget. <laughs> and there's shadowy halls and scary sounds and such. And yes, the architecture is also very important. Um, lots of gables and gargoyles. Also, the characters in Gothic uh, literature and movies tend to brood a lot. Think Twilight. Really? I'm not sure that I would Twilight? call Twilight Gothic. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I know. I, I, I was going to say, like, I don't know if I'm interested in this project. I had anymore. to go there. <laughs> I would not consider Twilight at all gothic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, fine. Someone considers Twilight gothic despite the glitter. Come on. Man. <laughs> okay. Okay. We just lost like half the world as potential listeners. Yeah, way to go. Don't worry. There won't be... Good work, good work. We've we've just started, and we've already we've already blown our fan. You, you know what? I can promise those people if if there are glittery vampires, I will cut their head off. Woo! Wow, that's you've gone dark from the beginning. Good work on the <laughs> yeah. gothic. Great work. All right, shall we start this game and see what happens, or uh, shall we just chat some? More? I want to finish making my character all the way through. That's what I want to do. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I've waited weeks for this moment. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do it then. <clears throat> Hold on a moment as I prepare myself. <clears throat> a storm rages across the English moors. Rain slants down, blown by a chill wind from the north. Lightning flashes, illuminating the stark landscape of rolling moors and isolated copses of slumped and haggard trees. The road is a morass of mud and slick stones. The town of Bledson is too far behind. The only light for miles, other than that of the crackling as the sky is sundered, is that coming from a sprawling stone manor that is more castle than house. The manor looms even larger, a dark presence against the dark sky as you approach the light, a single glassed-in lantern hanging beside an overlarge oaken door. The lamp sways in the wind and claps against the stone wall it hangs from. You are not the only petitioner come to this door on this most unruly of nights. Two others approach the castle. Uh, how about you give us your names and describe yourselves? How'd you all arrive here? I walked. I have all the time in the world. Okay. Uh, yes. You want me to go through my name and everything else? Give us your name and describe yourself, although uh, you won't be saying this out loud to your fellow gotcha. travelers. Gotcha. All right. Yet. My character's name is Chauncey Candlewick. He is a, 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 a tall, slender man with a kind of archaic clothes, slightly behind the times, top hat, rather nice press suit. The frills, all, all of that, slightly out of place, I would say, in the mud. Uh, but there is an evil aura surrounding him, and everywhere he goes, you can consider him something of an asexual immortal. Would people that see you know that you're immortal? Yes. Or... No, in, 
Um, that man is immortal. Well, no, he probably or have wouldn't. That, I mean, that immortal <laughs> feeling. I mean, do you glitter in the sunlight? Oh, no. Or? I just, he just, he just smiles casually, and he has a problem with his eye. One of his eyes is constantly twitching. Okay, okay. Um, Sharon. Uh, my character's name is Grace Moreau. I imagine she has her own carriage. She is a world-famous opera singer. She is a Valkyrie-proportioned lady of brown skin and big hair with a strong body and, uh, I would say rather grand clothing. Uh, grand in what way? Well, as a world-famous opera singer, she does have to have the fanciest dresses from the, uh, uh, dressmakers in London, where she is based. Even on such a night as this? Oh, of course. She was traveling up north for a little production up in Edinburgh. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, Jesse. My character is Laurie, uh, a very androgynous-looking person. Um, Can't quite tell. Could be male, could be female. And uh, with lightly glowing eyes, wearing a perfect suit, (laughs) has just arrived in this land by means unknown. Recently exiled from a dimension beyond this one. Well, fuck. (laughs) And that's apparent when when people see you. Yeah, the glowing eyes kind of give it away. There's something wrong with that one there. (laughs) (laughs) Says the guy with an evil aura. (laughs) With a roaring twitch. (laughs) All right, anyway, so uh, here you are at the uh, door of this massive castle with only this one light as the lantern blows in the winds, cracking against the uh, stone wall. That's a fire hazard. Uh, Oh, uh... (laughs) <laughs> uh, Lori, uh, how did you arrive here? I mean, what? I mean, did you just sort of appear, or did you walk, or did you ride a horse? Yes, I just, I just appeared. <laughs> oh, that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> Everyone looks sort of to the right as a figure appears out of the rain, almost appearing as if uh, the rain coalesced into this figure. Normal English night. <laughs> <laughs> You each hold an invitation in your hand. It bears a crest that was unfamiliar to all of you, but the missive is signed simply, Lazarus Kane, Lord Bledson. What did the letter say that was intriguing enough to draw you out to the castle on a night such as this? Nathan? I'm sorry, uh, Chauncey Candlewick? The fact that anybody would know to send him a letter, much less know where to find him or address him, is of great interest to to uh, Mr. Candlewick. He he values his privacy highly. It's almost uh, it's almost like uh, pointing a finger at someone trying to hide in the shadows. So he's come to to get to the bottom of whoever is trying to pull his strings. Okay. All right. Grace? Well, I just simply had to be there, didn't I? All the biggest names in entertainment would be there. So your invitation lists all the marvelous guests. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you know, no one as high as a prince or anything like that, but there were were some really influential names on this uh, invitation here. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Oh, my. I missed that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe yours was one of them. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Lori? My invitation read, We have encountered your 
kind before being exiled, and if you need places to hide, we can assist in that endeavor. Sincerely yours, Lazarus. Okay, nice. Ooh, they know you. God. <laughs> Apparently so. This is just, just, oh, 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 man. So you see each other. Now, you as players, you know how the game works. You know one another. You're going to have connections to one another somehow, some way. <laughs> I guess we're going to find out how, but we aren't commenting on them yet. Instead, you all just sort of see one another, nod, and who would like to knock on the door? Or if anybody, I mean, you can turn away. I mean, this is a it's a role-playing game. You can, you know, role-play. So does this house look occupied? <laughs> I mean, there's just one light. You've got a <laughs> castle in front of you and one light, <laughs> and there's a door. <laughs> The windows are high, they are mostly stained glass, and there is light, dim light, glowing from within. Light that couldn't be seen from a distance, but now that you are closer to the castle, it is viewable. And you did indeed have to cross an honest-to-God moat um, to get to the uh, front door. Now, the, the bridge that connects the, what would you call it, the mainland, <laughs> to, the, uh, to the door is not a drawbridge. It's a, just an actual stone um, bridge. And, it's even, and in the storm, it's not even all that easy to tell that there is a ditch there. But there is a ditch mm. there, and you could even call it a moat. All right. Well, I don't see any time uh, dilly-dallying. I'm going to take my cane and wrap the door. Ooh, cane. What's your cane look like? Does it have like a cool... Oh, yes. It has a little uh, a little silver wolf's head on top of it. But most importantly is the danger it hides within it. It is a sword cane. So it is, it is form and function. You rap against the door. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Astonishing rapping. <laughs> <clears throat> High dollar cane rapping. <laughs> the door opens and a tall gaunt man with a thin gaunt face stands there holding a candle that seems to defy the wind he wears the attire of a serving man though that attire is decades out of fashion you should appreciate that chauncey <laughs> yes 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 yeah. but you'd put it at, at least a good 50 years out of date you try to keep up with that a little bit, I suppose. Oh, I do. I do. I look down upon these people who are behind on the times. <laughs> he looks you all over. And, I mean, if you want a real image to visualize this with, imagine uh, the tall man from Phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So, uh, so, Angel Boy, you take a step forward. Yeah, I just Did you say nope, Sharon? <laughs> It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. <laughs> okay. I simply cannot abide servants who are dressed out of style. <laughs> Come, says the butler, if that's what he is. The master has caused a meal to be prepared for you. The food is hot, and there is mulled wine. Without waiting for a response, the butler turns and strides off into the darkness of a long hall, one whose shadowed recesses conceal suits of armor, busts of ancient lords, and paintings that cannot be easily discerned in the dim lighting. What do you do? Anyone? Anyone? I would allow my coachman to assist me down from my coach and uh, follow him inside. You see the other two approach and, and one knocks on the door. The definitely not glittering one. 
and <laughs> the door opens until so you see that and so you you are helped down by your coachman the yes the rain is still coming down driving down there's wind um you're gonna get a little damp but he hmm. uh covers you in an umbrella for a space of time but your coachman is very reluctant he's professional he does his job but he doesn't like going that close to this building shall i escort you inside miss oh i'd be delighted mr lorry oh mr lorry thank you so much so very much chauncey shall you lead the way yep i'm going to take my cane and i'm going to push it against the door and shove it the rest of the way open and uh stride Yes. Says the door. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that door and I'm just going to stride in there, click, tap, <laughs> click, tap. He's got a little head start on you, but he's not moving real fast. And so you're able to quickly catch up. And in fact, as you move down the hallway, the suits of armor seem larger than life. Like if, if who's the largest among you? Would it be Chauncey? I'm... I'm t- Tall and slender, not exactly large, yeah. though. So really, you're, you, you and Lori are kind of similar in stature, right? I'm a little, little gangly. Are we speaking height here or volume? So Grace may be the, like the, the, you know, the presence of the three of you. If you were to try to put it on Grace, it would be probably a, a size and a half. Visually unappealing. I mean, it just has that feeling of bigness of of looming over you and the the eye uh, areas of the helmets seem darker than they should even in this shadowed space which is uh, lit only by what light comes in from the open door where rain spatters against the stoop and from the candle that the um, servant is uh, holding and leading ahead with well I- I can appreciate bigness, and this just sh- goes to show what uh, what a detriment improper lighting can have on a setting. <laughs> hmm. Is there is there no one else here? It's just us and this gangly person. Chauncey says into the darkness. <laughs> the butler stops, and then slowly he turns around and looks at you, and his face is illuminated from below from his candle, and he says, "The others." Await in the dining room, and then he turns back and starts walking. All right. Well, uh, in that case, I'm going to take off my coat and just throw it onto the the nearest armor set, since he is uh, <laughs> such a poor okay. poor butler and has not taken well care of us. I'm going to see to it that his master knows of these things. <laughs> I say that's <laughs> well. Without your coat, it is chilly here in the castle. But I'll okay. <laughs> Your immortality does not give you immunity to the cold. No. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. But I figure my clothes are rain-soaked, so I'm going to get rid of that coat. <laughs> All right, so you just hang it over like a spear or something that's, uh, with one of the uh, suits of yes. armor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anybody else want to do any hall work as we go uh, along here? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'd love to investigate a mystery, actually. Oh, all right. Nice. So our first roll of Ooh. the game. Oh, Wait. Oh, oh. And it is <laughs> a nine. Wait. 
Yep, just a nine. A nine. Well, seven to nine is a, well, for, for this kind of role, mm-hmm. it's not a mixed success. You just have a limited number of questions that you can ask me, the keeper. So what would you like to ask? Uh, since it's just a one, let's go with what is being concealed here? In what regard? Um, it just seems like there's a dark aura about the place, and I'm, I'm wanting to put out feelers onto what could be hiding. Sure. What's happening here is shitty service. <laughs> That's exactly what you discover. It's really awful <laughs> service here at the castle. No. <clears throat> you, Lori... You glance back toward the open door, which, for some reason, I get the feeling annoys you because of possibly some OCD nature invested in you from oh, you your know past. me so well. Uh, in that it's still open. <laughs> and in a lightning flash, you see what you could swear is one of the suits of armor turns its helmet toward you. To look at you. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See? Shitty service. <sighs> All right, you continue on. And the butler leads you into a, a largest room that is at least better lit than um, the hallway that you've come through. However, lighting in the dim room you are escorted to comes from a large chandelier made from the horns of innumerable deer, elk, and the like. A long polished oak table with service for nine dominates the dining hall itself, four to each side and one at the head. Heavy chairs of ancient padded wood are placed at each setting, but the one at the head of the table is far more ornate than the others, carved with images of demon heads and wolves and topped with a pair of soaring bat wings. That chair is empty, as are four of the smaller chairs, but the other four are occupied by two men and two women. A third man stands at a nearby wet bar, pouring himself a brandy. He raises it in salute as you enter. Servants here are shite, he says, taking a sip from the crystal. Damn well, right. I wasn't going to say anything, uh. dear, but uh, that, that butler sure left us behind. <laughs> okay, so each of you knows at least one of these people. Mm. I want to know how you know them. There are four occupied chairs, two men and two women, and then there's the guy that's standing over by the bar. Uh, let's mix things up a little bit. Uh, Jesse, how about you go first? I mean, Lori, uh, how do you know one of these people? Uh, the gentleman serving himself at the bar is is a fellow that I had saved from a mugging. Uh, helped him recover from his stab wounds. Do you know his name? His name is... <sighs> Yes, I do. <laughs> his name is His name is Nathan Redbone. Nathan Redbone. All right. Nice. Grace, who do you know here? One of the women sitting down is a fellow student of our mutual musical mentor and her name is Priscilla and I greet her by, oh, Priscilla, darling, and we do the kiss on both cheeks. And if you knew nothing about 
society, you might say that we were friends, but uh, if you if you did know anything about society, you'd say we were actually bitter rivals. <laughs> nice. Okay. So which one of these do you know, Chauncey? All right. Uh, mi- uh, Mr. Candlewick observes one of the younger women. Uh, he had recently seen her... Uh, what did you say the last time was? Blood, bloodstone? Bloodstone? Uh, uh, bloodstone. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, bloodstone. <laughs> The name Bloodson. of my own town um, that I made up. Bledson right. <laughs> is right, the well, name of the um, nearby town, yes. Some days ago, when he first was passing through Bledson, he had uh, happened upon a curio shop at a less than reputable part of town. Uh, in this shop, this young woman was going about looking at objects that she uh, had no business messing with. Also, her age is such that she would probably barely be considered to be invited to anything, something mm-hmm. like this. Okay. All of this all of this together stuck out like a sore thumb to Mr. Candlewick, who, who took it a moment to to observe her as she meandered through and obviously talked with the uh, the owner of the shop, knowing a bit more than than anyone her age should know. And uh, he just kind of kept his distance. Didn't get her name, just recognized her from the, the curio shop in town. Okay, how old is she? Um, I would say if... Uh, I'd say maybe 16 at best. Okay. 16, 17, but far too young to be looking into such things. Okay. Nice. All right. And you don't know her name, you say? Oh no, no, I don't make it I don't make it a point to get the little people's names. <laughs> yes. Hmm. You said there's bra- said there's brandy here. We need to get brandy. Would you like to sit down then? Um yes. Yes, I'll 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 take a seat. Right. Uh, there's no servants, no servants or anything of the sort here. Uh, not yet, anyway. Nathan Redbone, in fact, he uh, he comes over and uh, kind of lifts his glass in your direction, Lori. Yes. <laughs> uh, then sits down and just sort of looks around at everybody with just sort of a small smile on his face as the rest of you sit. And as soon as everyone has sat down, a number of servants do appear. They're very waif-like, just sort of mm. very, not gaunt, but uh, they are they don't have much of a presence, and they keep their heads down, and they bring out drinks and appetizers, at which point uh, Nathan just throws his hands up and goes, oh, it would have been nice if they'd come before I had to go make my own drink. <laughs> uh, after the drinks and appetizers, again, all served by these waif-like servants who speak little and keep their heads and eyes lowered all the while, there comes the sound of a single chime from a bell. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> I might use real special effects. Fair we'll see. I like that ding. <laughs> a ding is of importance. I was going to say, ding. don't diss on your voice, man. <laughs> no, it's just one. <laughs> A door in one shadowed wall of the room opens, and your host strides through. Lazarus Kane, Lord Bledson, is not overly tall, but he is broad of shoulder and slender of hip, giving him the appearance of height and power. He also wears thick furs clasped with gold and black gloves that seem to suck in the light. Welcome to my table, he says amiably, with a bit of quirk to his thin lips. I'm glad you chose to come on such a night as this, and I hope you enjoy the fair. With that, he sits at the head of the table in a flourish of wolfskin capes, and servants begin bringing out the main dishes, plates of meats, steaming vegetables, fruits that are all out of season, but seem fresh and gleaming, and, of course, 
more drinks for all. I, uh, when he enters, I rise to my feet, and then when he sits down, I also sit down following him. Okay. There are a couple of the others that do something similar. Uh, I think that sounds appropriate. He doesn't say anything, really, during the meal. He just sort of eats, and uh, he has some food in front of him, and he eats um, small portions, but he does seem to taste of all of the dishes. You aren't quite sure if that's because he's you know, wants to enjoy all of the food, or if he's perhaps proving to you that it's not poisoned. <laughs> because there are connections that you all have with Lazarus Kane, but we're going to get to those in a little bit. Before that, I want the dinner conversation to bring out some of the connections you have between one another. Uh, one of the most fun and interesting parts of Monster of the Week is... Uh, in character building, the uh, hunters, the, the uh, characters, know one another and have some history with one another. So everybody's going to go around and you have one connection, I believe, with everyone else. Shall we start with Chauncey Candlewick? Okay. All right. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go uh, to, to my angelic friend. <laughs> Lori. Uh Lori, Lori, uh, Lori, uh, there has been a time in the past that you and I have fought together against the odds and prevailed. So in, in, in your dealings and what, and whatever would bring you here and there, there's, uh, there's been monsters or, or situations that I guess for whatever your own noble reason, you decided to come down and, and war against that just so happened to be enemies of convenience along with me so we have we have dealings in the past of occasionally crossing paths but nothing super serious does it just more of a does the uh sorry i don't have it here in front of me does it say something like uh you fought together against the odds and prevailed and ask ask you to ask him what the circumstances were or does it just kind of leave it actually open? actually this one leaves it open it's one okay. of the ones that doesn't ask okay interesting and uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna go with that one for for Lori, and it's it's uh, Gracie Grace Grace Grace. So with Grace though, whether she knows it or not, uh, I identify her as a distant descendant, hmm. which uh, uh, I'm gonna say maybe five, six, seven generations wow. down. How old are you, Chauncey? <laughs> I've I'm so old I have forgotten. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> but you might not know me, but looking at you, I I instantly know you. All right. Interesting. Okay. So, Grace, how about you? What are your connections here? Hmm. Well, uh I have one that says close relative or partner spouse and uh <laughs> that seems to that seems to fall in line with what Chauncey just said. Although I don't know if close relative is quite the right word. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go with that if you don't want to. Um, I mean, that can just be mm -hmm. a thing from his end. Oh, yeah. It could just be from my end. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say maybe uh, for Chauncey, uh, I have one that's they are a lay member of your sect. And that might be interesting. Oh, ooh. I like so, that. Like, not an active member, but like a kind of auxiliary. Yeah. No, no. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I mean, Chauncey's probably like members of a lot of different groups. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Shriner, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And how about um, Lori? Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. No, no, I, I mean, yes. how, how is Grace connected to Lori? Well, Lori seems to have just appeared. Am I right about that? Or does Lori have, like, a history on, like, this dimension? I guess you get to kind of guide that in some uh, ways by what you choose. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I kind of like they're described in the prophecies, but the role they will play isn't stated. Oh, that's Ooh. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's legit. <laughs> that's legit. <laughs> one shall arrive from within the rain, yeah. and that one shall be, you know, kind of important in some way. <laughs> Bright eyes. <laughs> Good old prophecies. <laughs> Excellent. Let's move on over to Lori. Okay. Uh, this is hilarious uh, because for Grace, for Grace, uh, they should not be involved in this situation. The prophecies <laughs> didn't mention them at all. <laughs> this gets my attention, but I don't know what it means yet. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Nice. And then for Chauncey, Chauncey is an abomination and should be destroyed. Uh, yes. <laughs> It's just uh, hmm, yeah. Except I can't. Why can't I destroy you, Chauncey? Why? Why can't you destroy me? Um, because I never give you the opportunity. I always, I, I like mm. to keep it at a professional distance, a, a casual nod, a slight passing. Okay. Oh, you're going this way too. How are you? Oh, by the way, you've got that to deal with over there. So, Have fun. So, how did you? I mean, does okay? I'm going to ask Lori actually because it's on you okay. at the moment. So, does Chauncey know that that you think that that they are an abomination and um, and should be destroyed? <sighs> yes and no. I have mentioned in passing that they are kind of an unclean personage. <laughs> um, so yes, they 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 know of my disdain. Perfect. Okay. Also, Lori, although Chauncey says that they have kind of you know stayed out of reach, that seems a little bit difficult uh, against one of your nature. Is there anything else that's uh, been thwarting you in your desire to eliminate this abomination from the face of the world? The fact that uh, we had fought together and prevailed in the past. Oh, okay. and, and maybe I do have a little bit of uh, feeling that there is something good in there, and maybe they aren't the abomination they seem to be. I believe he's full of... Uh awkward notions and fantasies <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now if i if i gather this correctly though um chauncey you are i mean you were once uh, well and really still are i mean you were human right you oh yes he, okay. he's a human who, who sold his soul okay mm. all right so let's see well, i think that covers your connections yeah did i miss any oh, oh with uh with with grace I would I, I would like to tease little bits of information about her basically her her heritage oh. like like, okay. like how like I would know a little bit more that I'm letting on but I wouldn't straight out tell you that yeah you're totally. a descendant. no I could totally yeah, picture you just being like so during during the meal you're gonna try to to um, tease some of your knowledge but maybe also find out more about her are you interested in your descendants Chauncey I'm actually I'm, I'm very uh I'm pretty jaded at this point, and I don't really care much for most things mortal. 
Okay. Oh, thanks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. Great, 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 great granddad. <laughs> Try not to die. <laughs> Maybe you're the only way that the line can continue. <laughs> it's like a it's like a passing hobby, you know how people have have pets and they have this this is the son of this pet and this is this the descendant of this pet and they keep that family line going. I've kind of done the same thing with so with, with the races races I was gonna goldfish. say it's like I was gonna say it's like opposite genealogy. Yeah. That instead of gene- genealogy, you're like <laughs> tracing your descendants. Yeah. Like oh, oh yeah oh, oh, oh he made it all the way over there, did he? Well, well, good luck to him. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> There he goes. <laughs> All right. So uh, anybody want to uh, talk to any of the other guests or um, say anything in particular to them or try to get information out of them during the meal? Or, I mean, for that matter, to Lord Bledson himself, Lazarus came. Yes, I wanted to address Lazarus. All right. He looks up at you and goes, I am glad you could make it this evening. I had hoped you would answer my summons sir it seems like many of us are here for different reasons what is the purpose of this dinner lazarus kane stands he taps the side of his glass with a spoon he speaks but he sounds different than he did before well then good this excellent person laurie has asked why you are all here this evening it is not i fear merely to enjoy my most excellent feast. Indeed, no. Indeed. Indeed. You each came in response to a letter I sent you. In this, I must admit to a bit of subterfuge. You are really here this night to, well, say goodbye. For I am leaving this place and this country, likely never to return. Oh, oh, I know, I know. However... Will Bledson survive without me? He looks up at a high window where lightning flashes on cue. Dramatic. (laughs) So many terrors pressing against us. Well, that's why you are here. As I have no children, you are my inheritors. Congratulations. Or rather, one of you will be. You must show your mettle, I fear. My house, Castle Cain is not a safe place. But if you can spend the night here and survive, then you are worthy to take my place as the protector of Bledson. Right. (laughs) I beg your pardon, you say your house is not safe? You should get someone in to look at that. (laughs) I'm going to give a little side eye at at Lori, and uh, I'm just going to murmur, it's like, not even this room is safe. (laughs) (laughs) Not safe at all. Um, also, you're a little confused as to why Cain might choose you all to be among his successors, because... None of us are related to you. All, <laughs> you all have, uh, you know that you have offended Lord Bledson in some way. I want to know how you have done so. Grace, what do you think? Oh, well, you know, he was one of those many gentlemen who sent flowers to my dressing room after my performance in uh, <laughs> Handel's Messiah. And, uh, well, you know, in, in the shuffle of all the bouquets, I just, you know, I never got around to sending him a thank you note. And, uh, you know, I, I feel bad about it, but it's like, it's way too late now. 
That seems like a terrible, terrible offense. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible slide, I know. <laughs> All right, how about Lori? Unfortunately, Lazarus was keeping, let's just say, an unnatural creature as a pet, and I had to banish this abomination from this plane of existence. Hmm. Do you know what that creature was? It was some version of a hellhound. Hmm. Okay. Multi-headed or just one-headed? Just one. <laughs> and finally, Chauncey? All right. Um, mine, mine is a, a little, little personal. Uh, he had a descendant, a soul heir, who I allowed to be viciously murdered and eaten by a pack of werewolves uh, when I could have step in, stepped in and saved him from the situation that he, he found himself in. Uh, I knew about it. I could have stopped it. And this man was well aware that I could have stopped it because of his connections. But I let it happen anyway because I couldn't be bothered to be dealing with some man- mangy mongrels. Oh, dear. At the time. Now, it seems like you're... It seems like your um, uh, motivations have changed somewhat. You now do away with um, creatures of darkness. Yeah, um, there there has been there has been a a slight change of heart, or maybe it's a desire to you know, immortality is getting very boring. Okay. So, but yes. All right. Anybody uh, want to ask Cain uh, any questions or make any statements or anything? What you What you want to do? Uh, I'm here to play the game. Whatever, whatever game he has planned. <laughs> <laughs> what foulness are you leaving us with, Master Cain? You will find out soon enough, he says. And with that, he claps his hands, and darkness fills the room. I scream very loudly. Ah! <laughs> exciting, exciting. I love it. The Gothic Podcast is produced by C. Patrick Nagel with theme music by Zoe Hovland and cover artwork by Jared George Art. Listen to The Gothic Podcast on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow The Gothic Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or email us at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Support for The Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please visit our Patreon page. Thanks.